Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Do you understand what FinTech is? Are you familiar with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and some of the things that are going on right now that, that some people are finding a little disturbing um, about what is called the CFPB? And we're going to talk about this today in terms of, of some of the things that they're doing and the way they're funded, as well as their desire for more power. And my guest today is John Burlaw. He's a senior fellow and a director of financial policy at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. John, welcome to A Consuming Interest. Thank you, Shirley. It's always a pleasure to be on and to talk about, about my work at the Competitive Enterprise Institute or CEI.org is where people can find us. Yep, you've got all the good stuff there. Now, first off, define FinTech for our listeners. Well, FinTech is an acronym or a shortened version for simply financial technology, the combination of finance and banking and uh, investing with the use of technology. It could mean things like it, it covers everything from like say um, online crowdfunding, uh, including like some of the equity crowdfunding type of things that we see on new stack items like start, like um, uh, start engine and, and other places that was, you know, kind of kicked, uh, kicked off by the jumpstart our business startups act that uh, was a bipartisan bill that President Obama signed in 2012. Also, it can mean things like peer-to-peer -peer lending, um, but uh, where a computer will match somebody, an ordinary person who wants to invest in a loan with somebody who wants to borrow and uh, or do that for a for a packet for a package of loans, um, uh, rather than you know it will match uh, sort of um, borrowers and lenders rather than you know going through a direct intermediary like that. So like it's a, a it's a it's a broad term that can, it, it, it really is, and including payment yeah. like Dave and Chime and things like that you see advertised on TV uses AI machine learning. It is a very broad term. Yeah. Well, at any rate, let let's talk about the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which has had a I don't want to say controversy, but I think it, it probably it's appropriate term since its inception because of the way it was structured. And that structure um, gave it almost autonomous power because it does not come under the congressional budget process. Am I correct about that? It, it is funded by the correct. Federal Reserve and there's no oversight yes. by Congress. Right. You are correct about that. And the Supreme Court is going to is hearing a is hearing a case um, that it should decide by when it adjourns in July to decide whether that is uh, is con is constitutional. I mean, we, my organization, has been arguing that it's um, uh, unconstitutional since we first um, represented a small bank, the State National Bank of Big Spring, uh, against the CFPB in 2012. That case did not get heard, but now they're they're hearing it in a case called CFPB versus CFSA. So we hope the Supreme Court decides that it is unconstitutional uh, as far as, you know, the Congress needs the oversight uh, process over an agency is as, as big and wide, wide in scope well, as there, the CFPB. There, the, the, you call it the CFSA. 
That is the Consumer Financial Services Association. Is that the correct? Yes, title? It's, it's a it's a group of small dollar lenders that had sued and won on actually in the Fifth Circuit, which is like Texas and Louisiana. And now the case was being appealed, and the Supreme Court has heard you know oral arguments, and it's you know they can decide any time until they adjourn in July. Mm -hmm. As to whether or not they're going to actually hear it and make a decision on it. And the, the question there. No, 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 like, no. They've decided to hear it. They have heard the oral arguments that the uh, they, they've oh. already. So now the decision is going to be on the merits, whether this is constitutional or 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 it's or or it's or it's not. And there's some uh, fluke or happening. I mean, regardless of what the court decides, we think it's bad public policy. And we think Congress, you know, the elected representative should have oversight. But hopefully, we, we we would like the court to uh, you know change the uh, to change the funding uh, uh, the funding structure and perhaps you know also have some of the decisions it made while it was unaccountable be reviewed. Sure, and okay, so let's let's talk about what is going on right now in terms of the uh, the bureau's desire to expand its oversight. And I gather this is causing a great deal of concern in, in many areas, whether or not it's right or wrong, it's not for me to say, but uh, you take the position that they have the powers they need right now to do what they're saying they want to do, but what they want to do is expand those powers. Is, so what is the issue right now, John, that is being um, pushed by the Bureau? The issue is to have supervisory regulation like like they have over the largest banks to apply that to technology companies that may offer financial services. And so they would not only they currently have powers like they have powers you really over anyone who extends credit, including like an orthodontist or a, a butcher who takes who takes payments. But, you know, if, if the person, you know, they can find that, you know, if the person does, if, if the entrepreneur does something, if, uh, does something wrong and they should, you know, if particularly in cases of fraud, I mean, or violation of the law, you know, um, yes. uh, you know, well, enforce the law. But this is like they would have access to all the papers of the company, like, you know, Google offers Google Wallet and things like and um, uh, And so this could potentially give them, you know, oversight over Google, Google, over you know, cryptocurrency exchanges, you know, where they would be able to look just, you know, come at any time, rifle through the papers, rifle through the data. And since they've had, you know, issues with their own data breaches that, you know, raises things that are very concerning. And also things, you know, pressure like with Operation Choke Point, where they could pressure them, you know, not to- Yeah, we'll talk, business. let's talk, say, Choke Point for after the break, but right. finish the thought here, because they're trying, they want to expand. And they've recently they, they do. They want to expand again without without again without again without without Congress. When really, I mean, there already are um, you know money transmitters, you know, which you know predate you know the fintech era. We've had those since uh, you know Western Union. They there are state money transmission laws, and as far as a if if things go through a bank, like say Chime and Dave, you know, or a bunch of you know, um, it's a fintech partner company partnership with a bank. I mean, banks already you know have their own regulators, and like the FDIC and OCSE, and including the CFPB. So we're just putting another layer of regulation on top of regulation. Um, right. And, and I know that there, there have been questions about what the justification 
for this additional regulation and whether or not it's needed. And I think yeah. you're making the point and a number of people have made the point that it's not needed. Let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. My guest today is John Burlaw. He's a senior fellow and the director of finance policy at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. And we're talking about whether or not the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau should have an expansion of its powers. Now, you had referred to, before we took the break, John, you had referred to a data breach that occurred where um, something, what, like 250,000 consumers' information was put on someone's personal server. Uh, and I gather that was last March, and it's still going on. It's been over a year, been almost it's a year. It is, yes, yeah, still being investigated. I mean, CFPB described it as a major incident. A, a former employee of the CFPB forwarded confidential records of, as you said, 250,000 consumers to a personal email account. So if the CFPB wants, you know, other companies, you know, data and to be able to have the right to uh, look through it, they need to, uh, um, you know, they need to put safeguards in place to make sure these, you know, data breaches with the data they have, uh, if they, before they acquire new data, you know, doesn't occur. Right. right. Well, now, I, I mean, I know from hearing from consumers that the Bureau has done some good things for consumers, and we're not saying they're all bad. We're just saying, you know, what is the defining role and how much regulation uh, oversight should they have? Um, and I know that that your organization, Competitive Enterprise Institute, you want a free and open market, but you believe in rules too. So having said that, sometimes the desire for rules can expand as we, we keep getting more and more uh, involved in what we're doing and getting bigger. Um, but but let's go back now to, so the, the data breach has not been resolved. There's, I don't know, do we know whether or not they put um, place functions into place to stop this from happening i gather this was a an employee that did this which really is very scary yes i mean for uh, it's now uh, they haven't said they have referred to it as a former employee but what the cfp they may have you know disciplined this employee and that's a good thing um what this what they said is you know what did they put in place to prevent something like this from uh, from ha from happening from yeah. happening again? And you mentioned oversight and rules, and yeah, we do believe in that. We also believe, though, that the government agencies, you know, with oversight over us, must have oversight. You know, there must be oversight over them from you know from elected officials. That's why we believe, you know, the CFPB's budget should be uh, should you know go through the appropriations Congress where the appropriations process where Congress can ask questions and, you know, exercise the oversight through the budget process of what the CFPB is doing. Which is, is one way of, of uh, I think, putting a balance between the, uh, the administrative side and the legislative side here. Um, at any rate, or the executive side, I guess I should say, but the, um, so the C CFPB, is looking to expand its oversight and the things that you've written your your blog at cei.org um, talks about what is involved here and some of the concerns not only because they don't have access to much more data 
but why is it needed? And is that has that been defined as to what the need is here, John? It it really hasn't. If you look at what the CFPB says, they say, well, this this affects a lot of consumers, and consumers are concerned a lot about privacy. But they don't really identify what are the gaps that they have to, uh, you know, that they don't say they they can't, you know, punish people for infractions of consumer finance laws, which which they can if anybody's doing it. If a if a dentist is is uh, is 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 offering credit and violating but finance laws or an orthodontist they can go after him or her but here they're saying you know they don't say why they should have this you know comprehensive oversight supervision where they can look through all the papers of some company that might uh technology company that might you know offer finance, some financial services in one part of it like create an, an app because i mean if the company is with a bank, they CFPB would have jurisdiction over the bank, or if it's like just a money, if it's a way of just doing a money transfer, um, uh, they're you know, had states have had like for over 100 years, you know, laws that would look over places like you know, MoneyGram and Western Union and the traditional, and that that can be applied, and it is applied to fintech. One of the concerns that was expressed in your blog was the fact that um, under the Obama administration, there was something called Operation Choke Point. Uh, you want to describe that and tell us why you think that that is a concern in this new search for over for regulation? Yes. Well, the, CF, the Operation Choke Point was where um, regulators, including the CFPB, also the FDIC, um, uh, and and others, uh, DOJ, um, would tell banks, you know, strongly encourage banks just not to do business, cut off business with everything from, you know, guns and firearms to, uh, uh, to, to like fireworks somehow got into that category of just the category of businesses rather than individual businesses that really just were, in some cases, just, you know, the reason was they were politically disfavored. Um, and so, um, the uh, the Trump administration put it uh, largely put an end to to, to that, um, uh, but we're seeing this creep in again when you know there's been uh, pressure on banks not to deal with uh, cryptocurrency, with oil and gas, and things like that. And this, if the CFPB has all this data, knowing you know what um, fintech companies are dealing with their customers, you know, there's there's fear that this could again you know have enable some kind of choke point where they could say you know don't deal with these customers it's too much of a risk so that's a very real concern i can see why that would be a concern because it has happened in the past and we don't want politics that kind of politics to get involved in the operation of these financial institutions i don't think it should be and i'm sure it does happen all the time but um, at any rate, so that is one of the concerns with this particular legislation that you all are, are, excuse me, I guess it's not legislation, it is a regulation that the Bureau itself, the financial, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is trying to enact. Is that correct? Right. It's a proposed rule that we've taken okay. comments on. I don't know that they could still uh, get some more uh, comments as, as far as, as, as far as the- uh, I see, uh, yeah. Um, if, if your listeners are, or, you know, whatever, whatever they, they view on that. So they ha there hasn't been a final rule, but the 
Yeah, the, it's yeah, proposed. Yes. Okay, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is John Verlaw. He is a senior fellow and director of finance policy at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Um, well, we will have to wait and see what happens to this proposed regulation. Let's talk about one other thing that's been on the horizon, um, and that is the merger of Capital One and Discover Card, I believe. Now, um, you wrote a blog on this about why that was not a bad thing. Uh, what What is the proposal here? I gather that Discover is a small, much smaller um, institution than Capital One. And your view of it was that it was not a bad thing. If you look at this, there's always a saying, surely the, the elephant in the room with a discussion. And that usually means, you know, what people are ignoring. But in this case, you know, you could say, you could talk about the size. There are um, uh, MasterCard and Visa, as far as networks go, that uh, credit card networks, dominate the credit card market. They have close to seven, they do 70% of the processing by purchase volume. Discover does 7%. And um, there are issues there with, you know, I have no issues against, you know, MasterCard and Visa and it's, you know, and they also, you know, and, you know, lots of community banks, you know, sort of participate with them in their, in their, in their network. But whereas Discover is kind of an American Express or issuers and kind of network if you allowed i think if you if this allowed discovered to get you know slightly bigger with a combined capital one you could really have some meaningful robust competition to challenge fees and mastercard and maybe bring down fees both for consumers um and for the merchants um that, that you know, who are complaining now about interchange fees about you know one to three percent of the purchases the merchants have to pay to the credit card company. I mean, we we don't think we've opposed proposals for government price controls, things like the Durban Amendment and the that was part of Dodd Frank and the Durban. But here's a, here's a way through the market that might be able to bring down some of those fees. So this could be, you know, sometimes part of competition is smaller businesses getting larger, and so this would um, this uh, this would allow the the discover network to 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 grow to possibly you know create some more competition against you know the two dominant visa and mastercard plus offer you know both consumers and uh uh retailers you know some benefits as well and then they have to really if they want, if they want to compete well competition is good there's no question about that um and i know that there's been a proposed legislation to put a cap on fees that credit cards can charge. And um, I know that there's there's something called usury laws, but we're talking about something different. What What is going on in that area? Well, sort of the same. We have, we're, you're talking about market competition that would bring down, you know, from having different things just as grocery stores compete on prices that would bring them, would bring them, that might bring down fees or have more rewards for consumers, just like, you know, when Southwest, you know, and 
airline, you know, they got rid of price wars with airline deregulation in the late 70s, which President Carter actually signed. It was bipartisan. Um, you, um, for uh, airlines for the first time could offer lower prices, but Southwest, you know, which was a regional airline through Texas and offering this cheap fares in Texas where the law hadn't applied before, needed to get bigger to kind of um, offer these bargain fares initially to everybody and compete with the major airlines. And it made you know, several acquisitions, including, um, uh, including say, AirTran that flew in the Northeast, where it could bring things like competition free, you know, the, uh, you know, no change fees, other, other of the policies it had and compete with the majors. So you've got to have sometimes, you know, startups create innovation, but sometimes startups have to either be acquired or grow into larger companies to really bring the competition to, um, to the, uh, um, uh, to the consumer, to the, to the consumer. Uh, if you don't let you know companies, you know mid-sized companies grow, it seems like the, the big guys, the incumbents, will still always dominate it. Yeah, it's, it's, and of course you're right. Competition is what makes everything go around. I mean, it's 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 the way it's the way we get better prices, better service for consumers, and all of those good things. Do you think that that proposed legislation is has a chance, or what do you what do you see for it? Are you talking about the fee capping legislation? The Holly, Holly um, proposal to put a cap on the fees. I would say, well, we've been, uh, no, I mean, he hasn't really gotten any, any other, uh, co uh, any that many more co-sponsors that I've seen. And I think it would be, it would, if it, if it did, it would cut off, uh, it would cut off a lot of, it would, do very detrimental. I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of credit to uh, um, to to people. If if you know loaning loaning money is 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 is, is a risk. You take a risk. You don't take back. These are these are unsecured credit cards are unsecured loans. There's no collateral like a mortgage. So consumers and it's really paternalistic to consumers. I mean, consumers should should really have the have the choice if they want to if they want to pay above. I think he caps at eighteen percent and eighteen percent interest rate. So no, it 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 it, it shouldn't. It, it I don't think it will pass, and at least in its form, and I don't think it should. Well, the thing that I'm always concerns me when we put limits on something like this, that is not an incentive for consumers to do better credit management. I'm big into management of your debt. And this, to me, would not encourage the people who are, I don't want to say abusing, but overusing or not really controlling their spending so that it stays within what they can pay. It would not give them any incentive, it would seem to me, to get that under control. Because right. if they're facing a larger interest rate, I mean, hopefully they're going to say, oh, improve my credit score. I'm going to get a better rate. And that's just the true, that's true with so many things. So anyway, well, look, John, this has been very informative, very interesting. I am um, a little more knowledgeable now. And I want to thank you for bringing that to us. It's been a great pleasure having you on. Uh, folks, you're listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker. If you want to get in touch with me, you can go to callforaction.org. Or you can contact me at Shirley at callforaction.org.
org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. And again, my guest has been John Burlaw, Senior Fellow and Director of Finance Policy at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. <laughs>